0: Have you been seeking and searching for how-to knowledge on truly learning how to love yourself? If so, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Journey to Self-Love podcast. You see, learning to truly love yourself takes knowing what to do and how to do it. And just as any process in life, to move forward, we need to know which direction to go. During our time together, We're going to explore self love talk and what it means. And it is my hope and my desire that you receive everything that you are searching for while you're here. The most important relationship that we will ever experience in life will be the relationship that we share with ourselves. But before we get started, I'm going to pause for a brief message. And again, Welcome to the Journey to Self Love podcast and enjoy your journey. Welcome to the Self Love Talk podcast. I am your host, Sharon D. Meadows. Who am I? I'm a John Maxwell Team Certified Member. I am the author of the Amazon bestseller, *Journey to A New You. I am an inspirational speaker and a transformative teacher, and I am your guide on the journey to self-love. Where do we begin today? This episode, I want to talk about something new. Last episode, we talked about self-talk. This episode, I want to go a little bit deeper. Into the idea of self-talk, the internal dialogue that we have within ourselves, what we think about ourselves and how we feel about ourselves. Today's episode, I want to focus on comparison and how it truly is the thief of joy. Why do we compare? I don't know, but we do, and we're living in a time now where with social media, we compare more now than ever before. Why? I believe it's because we have a peek into the lives of others. There was a saying, this goes back many, many years, trying to keep up with the Joneses, The Joneses, who are they? They're the people next door. You see them pulling the driveway with a new car. What do you want? You want a new car? They move on your street. They just purchased a new home next door. You get a little jealous. They got a bigger swimming pool, bigger yard, whatever the case. Comparison is the thief of joy. If you're looking into someone else's backyard, wanting what they have and not appreciating what you have, it's gonna make you feel some kind of way and not in a good way. The one thing that I intentionally work on daily is trying to be grateful for what God has blessed me with, what God has given to me the things that make me happy in my life, I'm grateful for them. I try to avoid looking at what others have. Gifts, talents, looks, beauty, intelligence, material, items, whatever. I try not to look outside of myself at what someone else has because it is then when I'm looking outside of myself and not being grateful for what I have Then that's when I start feeling some kind of way. You know what kind of way we start feeling when we do that? Jealousy and envy. Those are the words that come to mind. When we start looking on the outside of ourselves at what someone else has, regardless of what it is, we begin to feel jealous and envious of that person. I don't know about you, but here's what I do know. For me, being jealous of someone or envious of another person, it doesn't feel good. It actually eats at you. Instead of being grateful for what you have and where you are and and focusing on yourself and, and, and bringing more good things into your life and becoming a better person, it actually eats at you. And you start to resent that person or dislike that person. Some people even go as far as hating that person just because they're envious of that person. I remember years ago, I began to study Beyonce. She's somebody to study for sure. (laughs) I began to study her. What makes her so powerful? What makes her so successful? What makes her bae? And the answer came to me one day. She's Beyonce because she's Beyonce. (laughs) That's who God created her to be. She's Beyonce because she's She's Beyonce. She's being who she is. You cannot duplicate it. You cannot recreate it. You can learn from it, but she's Beyonce because she's Beyonce. I couldn't steal anything from her <laughs> by studying her. She is who she is because she is unique. And she is who God created her to be. Now, I will say this. I did learn a lot from studying her. But when I took the things that I learned, her work ethic, her confidence, her... <laughs> just so many things I learned while I was studying her. So many things I learned about. I just, just learned watching her. That's the most you can do from watching someone else is allow that person to be an inspiration to you. To be who you were created to be. To bring forth your gifts and your talents and your creativity. Let me be honest. I know a lot of people look at Beyonce and they want to be Beyonce or they want to be like Beyonce. Let me tell you my downfall while I was studying her. I didn't want to be her. I didn't want to be like her. I wanted to be better than her. She's number one. I wanted to be numero uno, whatever it is, plus one. (laughs) Okay? That's so wrong. That's so wrong. Never, never. It's okay to want to be, it's okay to want to be your best, but never look at somebody and say, I don't want to be them. I want to be better than them. Now when I look back on my thoughts of what I was really thinking, it was wrong. I think that's even worse than jealousy or envy. To to try to want to be better than somebody. No. What I learned from studying Beyonce was this. Get in your own lane. She's in her lane. I need to be in my lane. When you get in your own lane and you stay there, you don't compare yourself to anyone. You don't want to be better than anyone. You focus on yourself. Let me repeat that. When you are in your own lane and you stay in your own lane, you learn to focus on yourself. Now, don't get me wrong. I got mad respect and admiration for Beyonce because you know what, I don't even have what it takes to, <laughs> to, to do what she does. I don't. I have limitations. I have certain physical limitations within myself where I pushed myself beyond certain limits and now I have to take it easy. I have to move slowly with ease and really take care of myself now. So even though I I watched her and I admire her and I'm inspired by her, I can't even do the things that she does, the way that she does them. Although I did have a Beyonce moment a couple of months ago, I had a speaking engagement And in the midst of my speaking engagement, my earring, for whatever reason, while I was speaking, in a room crowded full of people, all eyes on me, my earring popped out of my ear for no reason. And a gentleman on the front row, he proceeded to to get up out of his seat to pick it up for me. And I said, no, sir, I got it. Don't worry about it. And I scooped the earring up. Off the floor, I never stopped speaking. I just gently pulled the other earring out of my other ear. That was my Beyonce moment. That's about as much as I can do um, on Beyonce style. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's the most I can do right now, because I've pushed myself beyond my limits before, and it caused me harm. And I don't do that anymore. I've learned my lesson. I take my time now. In the last episode, I mentioned living life at the speed of life. L-I-F-E. Not at the speed of light. L-I-G-H-T. There's a difference. I no longer try to move and live life at the speed of light. I now move and I live life at the speed of life. It's better that way. At least for me it is. But I want to stay on, I want to stay on topic. I want to stay on track. Comparison. I had the opportunity in the early hours of this morning to have a conversation with one of my aunts. She's very near and dear to me. In my childhood, while I was growing up, I would spend every summer at my aunt's house. I loved it there. She had two daughters at the time that were older than me and they were like sisters. I didn't didn't have a sister and I wanted a sister very badly. I I have brothers but I wanted a sister so bad. And and my two first cousins were the closest thing that I had to a sister, to having my own sister. So whenever I had the opportunity to be around them, I took it. So each summer, I would spend the summer at my aunt's home. And I could play with my cousins all summer. So in the early morning hours this morning, um, I was talking to my aunt. We were talking about old times and me spending the summer at her home and and the the things that me and her kids used to do together. And I even shared some things that my aunt probably was unaware of because we used to, I'm smiling as I'm I'm sharing this because it's just great memories. But I, I shared some things with my aunt. My aunt was a workaholic. She still is. She still is. She was a workaholic. and she worked multiple jobs and she she was an awesome provider she still is but she would work multiple jobs to be able to pro- provide for her her children and her family and so she would go to work she would come in she would shower eat grab a bite to eat and go to another job or or you know whatever just keep moving, just constantly doing something. She told me this morning and the wee hours of the morning, she said her kids refer to her as the Energizer Bunny Mommy. I <laughs> thought that was adorable. Her kids are adults now, but I thought it was cute. But she's always been constant on the go, on the go, on the go. And so when I was growing up, I would spend the summer with with, at her home with her, but she worked all the time. She wasn't really there with us. Um, and so she would leave and go to work. And as soon as she would leave and, and we would see her car go down the street and we knew she was, she was gone, we were safe. I told her this morning, we would go outside. We had all the kids in the neighborhood. And it was like, we just have a block party every single night until the wee hours of the morning, one, two o'clock in the morning, we were out on the street playing. And I told her, I said, we weren't doing, I told my aunt this this morning, we were never doing anything funny, never, never doing anything shady, never. We were young and and, and, and and kids, but we were responsible. Now, it was irresponsible to be out in the street like that, you know, playing around, but we were out there playing games like hide-and-go-seek and dodgeball and kickball, and, and we just had a blast with the kids in the neighborhood. And I, I I told her this. I said, I don't know what the other kids were telling their parents because what would happen is there was a golden rule in the neighborhood. When the lights come on, everybody goes inside. When the street lights came on, everybody had to go. Well, everyone would leave and go and we would, me and my cousins, me and my two first cousins, we would go in and fix dinner, but then we would come back outside and we would wait to see who would come back over. And everyone would come back over. So I shared with my aunt this morning. I said, I don't know, but I I think maybe they were maybe telling their parents you were home and they trust you. So they were like, Okay, well, y'all can go back. And we had a summertime block party street get together every single night until one night. My aunt came home unexpectedly. Because the next door neighbor, she had a nosy next door neighbor. Oh, nosy lady, nosy neighbor. She told my aunt, she called my aunt and she said, I don't know if you know this, but these kids are out every single night as soon as you leave. And my aunt came back home and she she stopped it. <laughs> she, she she put an end to it. But anyway, I shared with my aunt this morning when we were talking. We talked for several hours, in the middle of the night, in the early morning hours. I shared with her that Although we didn't have much growing up, meaning me and and my home, I'm from very humble beginnings. We didn't have a lot. But my aunt was a workaholic. She was married too. So she had a two household income. So my two first cousins, they got a lot of stuff. They got a lot of toys, new clothes, you name it, they had it. My mom was a single mom. She was a hard worker. But she was a single mom. But I shared with my aunt this morning, I was always happy for her kids. I was never jealous or envious of my first cousins. I loved them like they were my sisters. I was happy for them. I didn't treat them like mean or like, you know, treat them a certain way, treat them bad or anything. I loved them. I loved being around them. I loved just being with them. They were like my sisters. So I told my aunt, I said I was happy for her daughters that they had so many material blessings that I didn't have. I told her I was happy for them because I was grateful for what I had. I didn't even know the difference, friends. I I honestly didn't even know the difference. I didn't know that they had a lot and that I had little. I didn't even know. I was grateful for what I had. And because I was grateful for what I had, I could actually be happy for someone else who had more. Let me repeat that. Because this is going to help someone. I had far less than what my two first cousins had. They had far more than what I had, but I was genuinely happy for them in my heart because I was grateful for what I had and because I was grateful for what I had. I was a child, I was young, I was unaware, I did not even know that they had me. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Self-Love Talk. I welcome you to join me again for the next episode as we continue down the journey to self-love. I hope this episode was helpful, helpful for you. I hope that you gained something from it that will help you in life to have more peace, joy, and and happiness on your intentional journey to self-love. Until the next time, I am your self-love talk podcast host, Sharon D. Meadows. I'll see you soon.